like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. The great philosopher from the 1800s, Arthur Schopenhauer, said, All truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as being self-evident. Why did I start this show with that quote today? Because when you think of modern day things, things like the television, things like the airplane, things like the internet, things like the automobile, they were all first laughed at, ridiculed. Then people violently opposed them, said that they would never work. And third, look where we are now in 2022. Self-evident. It's like we've always had them, right? The same thing is happening with mankind's belief in the afterlife. We are living in a time where there's great change. When I was born, There was not too much talk about the afterlife, except for maybe if you were going to church, if you heard about a psychic or medium, most people thought, don't believe in them. Maybe people secretly in their homes believed, but what was out in the media was, it was a bunch of, shall I say, nonsense. In the last 15 years or so, there's been some television shows about mediums, all kinds of paranormal things on TV you can find, movies. Can you feel in your own life how more and more people have been talking about the afterlife? The day is coming, hopefully in our lifetime, where that shift will occur just like how regular it is for people to board an airplane, people will be able to share how much they know about the afterlife. I'm still in touch with grandma (laughs) through their own 
psychic senses, and through technology. If you've been keeping up with the show lately, you'll know that my last boyfriend passed away not too long ago. And while I've gotten signs within my own mind, within songs on the radio, my eyes directed to certain billboards or things in a magazine, I contacted my friend Sonia Rinaldi and just happened to ask if you're doing one of your experiments and you need to experiment on someone new. And I told her about Michael. Sonia is my friend, and there's no way I want to burden her with my stuff. But I thought maybe she'd use him for an experiment. I sent her one single picture of Michael. And what she does with her current experiments is she will put vapor, steam, in front of the photographs. And then she will film that steam. She may only do a couple of minutes of filming, However, when she goes through each frame, which there could be 32 or 64 frames within one second of film, faces appear in the steam. And I'm not talking vague faces, like if you look at a tree and you see a face in the bark, or if you look in the clouds and you see a bunny rabbit. There is a term for that called pareidolia, where our mind naturally makes faces out of things. You may have heard of people seeing the Virgin Mary in a piece of toast, (laughs) things like that. This is not that. These are clear images of people. Sonia sent me, so far, about two dozen images that have been formed in this steam. Not only are there pictures of Michael, but there are pictures of people that I believe to be his parents. I never met the parents, but I have seen pictures. And you can definitely tell that while there's a face of Michael or many faces of Michael, as I remembered him, some look a little bit younger, some look a little bit older. There's definitely a distinct gentleman that looks older, like his dad. And then there's a woman's face Not only is there one where she's, say, looking at the camera, but you can see one where the eyes are turned. I had a dating coach once, and she said, unless you're married to someone, don't put pictures of your boyfriend on social media because she says they last forever. And if something were to happen and you broke up, they'd still be out there, maybe cutting the chances of meeting someone else. I always remember that with her. And so there are no pictures of Michael and I out on the internet. None. Sonia did not have his last name, so she couldn't have Googled him. I had sent her the one picture and so many other pictures have come. She's decided to put it together in one of her electronic magazines. And so when it's ready, I'll be sure to let you know. Some of the pictures even look three-dimensional, and it's crazy wonderful how good they are. So I'm excited to share that with you when the time comes. Sonia, you may remember from episode number one, is the scientist down in Brazil who's been collecting audios, voices, I mean, and pictures of people in the afterlife. Absolutely incredible. 
If you go to my main page, wedontdie.com, we have a documentary film about her. I think you'd really enjoy watching that. I had told you before I'm committed to collect EVP, electronic voice phenomena, with Michael. However, I still can't find my tape recorder. I have found some others, and they aren't very good quality. So all I hear is static when I record. I've tried using my iPhone, and I've gotten no results with that either. Now, a couple things could be happening. Michael might not want to participate right now because he's so busy with Sonia in Brazil, or I don't have the right equipment, or perhaps that's not where I need to be concentrating my attention. The spirit world works with us. If you allow them, they're going to be as busy working on you as you are trying to follow your passions of what you believe. I'll give you an example. I've taken many courses on mediumship. However, I don't feel that pull to be a medium one-on-one working with people. It's just not there. I know other people, that's their passion, but for me, that isn't it. Why I think that's so is because I am passionate about shades of the afterlife, and I'm sitting in my kitchen right now on a dark night talking to you, and the yous that might be listening could be 100,000 people. I'm a medium between the two worlds by giving the latest information about the reality of the afterlife. And not only that, tools to get through grief and things to help you have a better life, because I think that's ultimately what it's all about. It is funny how our minds can be so negative about afterlife and psychic things, when in reality, I think of how we're made up as human beings, the illusion that we're real, when really down to every cell and molecule within us and atoms inside those molecules, all we are is vibrating energy. You watch, oh, maybe you've seen it. What the bleep do you know? Really great movie if you haven't seen that. And it really has you question the nature of reality. And look on YouTube sometimes about how our brains process things through our eyes and through our ears and through our nose While we think our nose and eyes and ears do the work, it's actually what happens within the brain. Pretty cool how our human beingness works. I want to thank those of you who have emailed me. I know there's been quite a bit of people, and I'm committed to writing back to each and every one of you. Thank you for that. And those of you that haven't, that's okay too. I know that we experience a great deal of loss not only death of a loved one, but our lives may never be the same with things that happen. And so I'm grateful that I can give you everything I've got to know that there's a bigger picture. On this episode today, I want to bring you some stories, not stories from people that have books or that are famous, but from other listeners and just some everyday people that have stories about why they believe in the afterlife. I also want to share with you some words from Craig Hogan, who is the president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. He and Roberta Grimes, between the two of them, have 15 afterlife books out there. 
And they have between the two of them, I think, 80 combined years of afterlife studies. They've created something new. And so Craig will be on in our last segment just for a few minutes telling us what they have created. And I want to remind you, if you need a little taste of who you really are, and that's a divine soul having a human experience, please don't forget to go to wedontdie.com and click on the store button. You can come for free to our Sunday gathering, which is inspirational and a medium demonstration within each and every one. And also every month we do a five-hour class open to everybody, no matter what your level of experience is, and you will actually get to work your psychic and medium muscles. It'll just give you a taste of who you are. I keep thinking about how miraculous our bodies are that we live in. Some people call them our energy vehicles. And I want to leave you with this quote by Seneca, who was a Roman philosopher in the mid-first century. The body is not a permanent dwelling, but a sort of inn which is to be left behind when one perceives that one is a burden to the host. So death is simply just checking out of the inn and into a greater reality of the afterlife. One with no bugs, <laughs> one where our loved ones and our pets are there to greet us, one with unconditional love, one where we can continue the life we are living and the explorations. So let's go to the break. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Sandra Champlain will be right back. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. 
thought they were going to kill me. So I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Ouija board expert Karen A. Dahlman, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. I want to start out with something I feel like I didn't give enough attention to on episode 100, where I did my top 10 countdown of reasons to believe in the afterlife. It was called Heaven Talks to Children. And I gave you an example, but I want to give you even more. Mom Lisa O'Brien would catch her four-year-old daughter talking by herself in an empty room. And when asked, she would tell that she's talking to Daddy or talking to Daddy and his friends. Daddy had died in that horrific day on September 11th. This news clip starts off with images of the daughter swimming in a pool with her dad Even though it's a video, I know you'll understand the importance of this story. So let's listen. She would tell me she could see her daddy. That's it? That swim to mommy. The first time Lisa O'Brien knew something bizarre was happening was when she found her four-year-old daughter, JC, having a conversation in an empty room. I'd find her talking to herself, and I'd say, JC, who are you talking to? My dad. But J.C.'s father was dead, killed in the September 11th attack on the World Trade Center. Lisa tried to probe gently. Okay, and who, what's going on? Daddy and Tommy McHale. It was always Tommy McHale. Tommy McHale was somebody he worked with. Another one of the boys that he worked with. She named the guys that she had never met before. Mm -hmm. Um, I showed her a picture 
and said, do you know who these guys are? And she said, oh, Mommy, those are the boys. And I named all the boys. I was like, I'm talking to Daddy, Uncle Steve. And Eddie Shunk and Eamon McEnany. Now 13, J.C. vividly remembers it all. They'd be telling me knock-knock jokes. <laughs> yeah, and I was just talking to them. J.C. and her mom are just two of many people now coming forward in what may be the strangest aftermath of 9-11. While for most of us it's a national and emotional scar, some relatives left behind say it's also been a step into an alternate world they never could have imagined. A world where movies like The Sixth Sense I see dead people don't seem so outlandish. What did you think when you heard this? Um, I was jealous. Jealous? Yeah. Why? Because she got to see them and I didn't. That story gives me goosebumps. I believe that children are still tapped into the before life. You know, we talk about the afterlife. Well, there's a before life, I believe. Once we get here, though, our young minds quickly, like a sponge, soak up planet Earth. It's only a matter of time before our ego gets built, our likes, our dislikes. We get busy in our mind with friends, with growing up. We lose touch with that. So let's hear some stories from regular everyday people. This is a story from Cody. I never met my dad as he died before I was born in the year 1998. And when I was little, I used to tell my mom that I met my pop. And my mom would say to me, you have never met your pop. He died before you were born. Cody says, I still vividly remember seeing and playing with him. I could say things about him that no one ever told me. And I still remember the last time we talked. He said to me, I'm so sorry, but I've got to go now, and I haven't seen him since. But I still remember his face and his voice, still 16 years later. And I can also pick him out in family photos, no matter what age he was in the photo. One day, when Mom and I were playing the radio, I told her, Dad loved the radio. He used to always listen to the radio. She knew I was having a memory of talking to my father. I still miss dad to this day, but I know he's still alive. And this is from Doc. I truly believe that young children and those about to pass, primarily the elderly, are in a transitional phase between this life and another. My mother said that when my brother was only about three years old, she walked into the room and he was talking to nothing. She asked him who he was speaking to, and he said, Uncle Jackie. Well, Uncle Jackie died before we were even born, when my mother was only 16 years old. She had never mentioned him to my brother, nor did he ever speak to anyone else as far as she witnessed. Interesting, huh? And this gal says, my neighbor's little granddaughter was once having a conversation with someone who no one else could see. She would just smile and nod and keep saying things like, yes, I've been a good girl. She says, I think it's simply human nature not to believe in something you don't see. Isn't that true? How much do we feel like we have to see it to believe it? This is from Leah. My mom had a miscarriage with my twin. 
When I was around five years old, she said that I used to talk to my sister like I could see her and have constant conversations. Now, I don't have any memories of this at all, but I've always felt a close bond with my twin that I cannot see. And this is from Lexi. I once had a little girl tell me, your dead grandmother wants to talk to you. And I said, what? My grandmother isn't dead. She was talking about my grandmother, who was from my biological father, who I didn't really know. I never talked about her or described her. This girl knew her name, what she looked like, and confirmed some things that there's no way she could possibly know. A fellow named Dan says, my nephew experienced this as a kid. He knew my great-grandmother's name when he was about two. He was just casually speaking to her one day. My sister also used to see people that died when she was a baby and also knew their names too. Of course, no one had ever told her about them. And this lady said, I never told my three-year-old daughter about my mom, who had died eight years before her birth, but I caught her talking to nobody. And when I asked her, she said my mother's name and gave details that she couldn't possibly know. This is from Louisa. My cousin's dad died when she was about seven years old, and right now she's about 19 and has a two-year-old son. One day, the two-year-old woke up by himself and just started a conversation. My cousin asked him, who are you talking to? And this little boy said, I'm talking to my friend Gonzalo. Gonzalo was my cousin's dad's name. Oh, I just remember a story that I heard from my aunt's friend. You know, when you write a book about the afterlife and you start talking about the afterlife, it gives people permission to say, well, I've never told anybody this before, but if you believe in this, I can tell you. So this fellow named George, who is a flight attendant, said ever since he was a young child, he could see people that no one else could see. And growing up, he said he would be talking to them. He'd be playing with little kids. And then when his mom would show him a photo album of old family members, he knew them all by name because he had already met them and played with them. So something different about George, though, is he retained this ability, well, probably even till now. And now, even as an adult, he says that sometimes he'll wake up in the middle of the night and he'll see people in his room. He said a little girl came up to him and was waving her hand in front of his face, thinking he couldn't see her. And he said, hey, I can see you and she just disappeared. It really is interesting because I believe there is just this veil between here and over there, and that we are all souls having this human experience, but there is a way to tap into this. I can't help but think that child's minds are not filled with all the stuff we adults have to deal with. And if we can get back into that place when our minds aren't clouded with all of our beliefs and all of our thoughts about the future and the past and everything we have to do, 
and we can really slow down and be present, that's when those miracles happen. When I was working my catering job, cooking for the race car teams, one of the crew members was making a cup of tea. And I hear it again. Sandra, I've got a story I've never told anyone. And he says there are moments that he's working on a car. And out of the corner of his eye, he'll see his dad, clear as can be, looking young and healthy, and even the dog that he had while he was growing up. He says they are so real. But when his conscious mind kicks in, they disappear. I know you and I are each so much older now, but we still have that child within. If we passed through that way once, we can still access it now. Our loved ones are busy. They have lives to live, but they're only a thought away. Right now, send out a little thought to someone in the unseen world. Think of them stopping, smiling, and all of a sudden being right there with you. Can you see them? Can you see their smile? I'll leave you with their thoughts when we go to the break. If you enjoy hearing about children in the afterlife, I've got episode 41, episode 53, episode 59. Everything from children's near-death experiences to some of their pre-birth memories, and even Nicola Farmer talking about how she works with psychic children and with blindfolds on. They can play ball, they can do arts and crafts, and so much more. There's more to life than meets the eye, and more to you than you know. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stay right there. There's more Sandra coming right up. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. 
Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus it all depends on what you prefer paranormaldate.com is great for everyone you can also tap into members that are 60 plus at paranormaldate.com forward slash seniors enjoy your search have some fun at paranormaldate.com Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I was just reminded of something. Every Friday, I receive an email from Victor and Wendy Zamet, who put out the Friday Afterlife Report. You can find it at victorzamet.com. This past week, there was an article because of the recent passing of Queen Elizabeth. Now, I have heard the story that the royal family did consult with mediums, but I just couldn't put my finger on exactly who they worked with and when they did. It is said that Queen Victoria over the years consulted a medium. And if you remember me talking about Leslie Flint, the physical medium who would sit with people and their loved ones' voices would seem to come out of the dark. Well, Queen Victoria has even come through Leslie Flint's mediumship. If you check out the Friday Afterlife report from September 16th, 2022, you can listen to the clip of Queen Victoria coming through. I'd like to read to you. This is called The British Royals and Spiritualism. With so much of the world's attention being focused on the royal family this week, it is interesting to note the family's secret connection with spiritualism. 
When the late queen's father, King George VI, was alive, he reportedly told his speech therapist, Lionel Logue, my family are no strangers to spiritualism. He may have been talking about Queen Victoria's reliance on Scottish medium John Brown. Gordon Adams, a son-in-law of British medium Lillian Bailey, confided to Roy Stemmen, who was the assistant editor with Maurice Barbonell for eight years, and Maurice was the voice of Silver Birch and also created the world-famous paper called Psychic News. Anyways, he said that his mother-in-law had been involved in a remarkable sitting in 1953. He was sworn to secrecy, and it was not until Lillian Bailey's death in October 1971 that he and the others who knew the story were free to discuss it. Apparently, the medium, Lillian Bailey, received a request from a stranger to give a sitting at a house in Kensington, and she agreed. A limousine took her to a well-appointed property. Then she was taken on to another address. She then was required to put on a blindfold during the journey so that there were no visual clues about the person or people she would be sitting for. She was eventually led into a room where she sensed others were gathered and was still asked to conduct the sitting while wearing the blindfold. Lillian was also a physical medium, so her sittings were done in the dark. When she returned to normal consciousness, she was told that she could remove the blindfold. Sitting in a circle on gold chairs were the Queen Mother, the Queen, Prince Philip, Princess Margaret, Princess Alexandra, and the Duke of Kent. This astonishing experience, which happened a year after the death of King George, had been arranged in the hope of receiving a communication from the dead monarch, and it was certainly successful. Unsurprisingly, none of those who participated have ever commented directly on the secret sitting. Royal biographer and Daily Telegraph court correspondent Anne Morrow included this story in her book, called The Queen Mother. The Queen Mother is reported to have continued to phone medium Lillian Bailey for many years after the sitting and further private sittings took place. Pretty cool. Before we continue on with more stories, I just want to remind you in the next segment, we'll hear from Craig Hogan, who's the president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute on the great new website that he and Afterlife author Roberta Grimes have just created and launched. Let's go to a poem written by Donna Ashworth. It is called Take Them With You. If someone you love did not make it on that trip, you can take it for them with them. If someone you love did not witness that milestone, you can show them any time you like. If someone you love did not get to do their living, you can finish their dreams on their behalf. The beautiful thing about love, you see, is that death need not stop life. If you carry someone in your heart, you can take them with you anywhere you like. The good thing is we don't need to take them with us. It's nice to remember them and have them be part of the family, as in a Thanksgiving or Christmas holiday, you can set a place setting for them, but they're coming with you. 
our loved ones want to be with us. They want to celebrate with us. They are still part of the family. Someone once said, the only time someone is dead is if they are forgotten. Certainly, we carry on our lives in the afterlife, but I tell you what, they are with us. It's so clear by the hundreds, maybe even thousands of medium demonstrations that I've witnessed that they are with us. They feel our sorrow. They feel our joy. It's just a happy thought that here they are. So once again, take a look around you. And if you can go back to that childlike sense of wonder and that child mind and be present, who would be with you right now? For me, I'm just getting a thought of my grandmother and my dad, both with big smiles on their faces. I just thought of something fun we can do together right now. While we're all in this relaxed state of mind, picturing our loved ones around us, why don't we do a little psychic experimentation? You want to try? The first thing I want you to do is just a few deep breaths and just be comfortable. And I want you to pay attention on your belly, all right? Pay attention on just the feelings in your belly. You know how they say gut instinct? Well, let's just say that that's where our intuition is going to come from. I'm just going to ask you two questions, okay? So the first one, and let me just say, you don't need to be right on this. This is just experimentation. You know me, maybe just from this episode, or maybe you've listened to all 101. So you know a little bit about me. If I were to ask you to not pay attention to your mind right now, but to pay attention to the feelings in your belly, my dad taught me an unusual hobby I say it's unusual. There's many people that do it, but it would be probably uncommon for most young girls to do this. So if you go to your belly and you can do this over the break, just see what comes to your mind. What feelings? Maybe you get the feeling that you're doing this yourself. What are your hands doing? How do you feel? That's the first part. So I'm going to leave you with that. All right, we're going to set that to one side. So during the break, you can just reach into your belly, take a few deep breaths. And again, the best place to be is being okay with being wrong. It's just an exercise. You are instructing your soul to connect with my soul as to what this hobby was that my dad taught me to do when I was a young girl. Okay? Second part is another psychic experiment. I have got something in my right hand right now. I don't want you to try to figure out what it is I'm holding because our brain will try to figure that out. I want you to do the same thing as the last exercise. A few deep breaths. Pay attention to that gut, to that belly. And just ask the question, what do I feel about what Sandra is holding in her hand? Feelings being, is it heavy or is it light? 
you know, it's something I'm holding in my right hand, so it can't be that heavy. But is it heavy? Is it light? Is it big? Or is it small? What color is it? Are there any unusual shapes to it? What do people do with this item? And pay attention to your mind because your mind will try to figure this out, but I don't want you to figure it out. I just want you to think of maybe images that come to mind and maybe feelings. You may have a picture of something in your mind. Whatever that is, if you've got paper with you or if you've got your phone on the notepad and you want to make a few notes, you can do that. At the end of our episode today, I will do the big reveal, both the hobby and what I was just holding in my right hand. But take some extra time during our break and, again, reach into that belly. I know it's weird to say What does your belly say? But I think when we pay attention to our feelings and what's happening in our body, it takes the busy mind away. Our psychic sense does not work the same time our analytical mind works. You have to be almost in that dreamlike state or that, yeah, that creative state. Again, this is just the beginning. When we come back, Craig Hogan, who is the author of many books on the afterlife, and he's also the president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, he's going to spend a few minutes with us because he and Roberta Grimes have created a website that is all afterlife. So I'm excited to talk to him and share that with you. And then I think we'll do the big reveal as to what the hobby is that my dad taught me when I was young, and also the object I was holding in my hand. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, 
the Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best afterlife information you can get while you're alive. Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's time to head over to coasttocoastam.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I've got a special guest for you to hear from. You've heard on an earlier episode from Craig Hogan, who is the president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. He's also the author of many afterlife books, and I am so grateful to announce that a big project that he and also author and podcast host, Roberta Grimes, have been working on, seekreality.com. It's a new online website for all things afterlife with really, I believe, a possibility of transforming humanity. So hi, Craig. How are you? Hi, Sandra. I'm delighted to see you again. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Oh, it's great. And we are recording this on Zoom, and you may be listening on audio. So Craig... I'm proud of you and Roberta for creating this new site. And I'm just wondering if you could spend a few minutes and just tell us a little bit about the history of why you've created it and what it is and why should we be a part of it? 
We created seekreality.com because of the fact that people are not generally aware of the reality of life after this life. And even if they are aware of it, they don't know where people go, what happens to people, what are the realities, what can I look forward to? Is there such a thing as hell? Uh, is there a heaven? Uh, do people live in, and have bodies or are they just wisps of, of spirit? And so we know that people need to understand that and we have the answers. We know the answers to all those questions. And we've gotten the answers from the people who are now residents of life after this life. They communicated clearly to us that through a variety of ways. And so we're getting this information and we're trying to get this information out to make a difference in people's lives. People should be living in joy, peace and love. And if you're not in joy, peace and love all the time, then there are things that you can do to change. And we want people to realize what those things are and how they can make those changes. How long have you been involved in afterlife discovery? Because nobody can see you right now except for me as we record this. I know you're a young man, but how long have you been involved in this might sound kind of crude, but why should we believe you? Yeah, I have been involved in this for, for several decades. Uh, and I was originally, I was actually in the graduate department of Wheaton College, a very conservative Christian college. I was a Christian ministries professor. And so I've had a background in religion. I understand what religion is all about. I then came to these discoveries about the reality of life and about what it is in religion, in, in the teachings of, of that wonderful teacher, Jesus, and in, in his teachings that are real, that are not connected to a religion. And so as I realized that that was true, that there's so much more to life than, uh, than we've been taught that there was, then it changed my life. It made it important for me. I was then drawn to help other people to understand because there's so much joy in what it is that we know to be true. And so as a result of that, I have, I have dedicated my life to helping other people to understand so that eventually we have a changed humankind. Yes. First book I read from you was Your Eternal Self, and it is jam-packed, filled with scientific information. This is just not airy-fairy things. There's real on-the-court reasons to believe through science, through some of the technology that's going on right now in the world, and you're here to share that and make that available to people. Yeah, the wonderful thing is that science now is coming around to where we have been in spirituality. So in other words, science is helping us to validate what we've known to be true. The quantum experiments, quantum science experiments have helped us to learn that reality is something which we have a hand in creating. And because we have a hand in creating it, we realize now that this reality was made for us. This is our playground. This is where we were decided that we would come and we would engage in these activities. And so science now has come around to actually validating what we've known to be true. And it's a wonderful marriage between science and spirituality that we're seeing now. Wow. Is some of that included in seekreality.com? Yes, it is on seekreality.com. We actually have scientists who are making statements who are describing what they know to be true. So we have their interviews uh, and we have videos 
of them speaking. Uh, we also have uh, articles. In the articles, then, we go through. We have the citations. We have the experts that are speaking. So we have the science. We also have the people from the afterlife speaking. So we actually have the recordings of the people from the afterlife speaking to us, describing what the, what life is like there. So we have both the, the science background and we have the people from the afterlife coming in and we've joined them together into seekreality.com to bring this truth to the world. Oh, it sounds great. Those listening to the show, especially those have been with us now over 100 episodes know, I believe, <laughs> and I have lots of reasons to believe, and you and I and Roberta Grimes are arm in arm in really the transformation of the planet. On just episode 100, I did a countdown of Sandra's top reasons to believe in the afterlife. Now, that's kind of fun. But when we get to seek reality, I love hearing that you have the, the scientific evidence. And I know because I've been on there, what you have in store for people. And it really can be, I don't want to say one-stop shopping, but it is a nice place to go to feel like all those thoughts you've had in your mind, am I alone in believing this? Is this stuff real? You can realize it is, and there's credible men and women delivering it. It's not new age or airy fairy. This is real on the court evidence that we go on. Yeah, and we what we wanted to do is we wanted to answer those important questions, the critical questions that people ask. What is life like in the afterlife? What happens when you die? How are my loved ones who are living in the afterlife? What's the evidence for the life in the afterlife? How can I communicate with my loved ones? All the important questions that people are asking, we wanted to have the answers available to them so that they then could get on the website they can get the answers to the questions. And then if they have any other interests, then they can get a hold of us. So we have the, our, our Zoom sessions and we have the discussion groups and, and we have dialogue with people. So it is, as you say, it's a one-stop shop. We wanted people to be able to have the answers to their questions at their fingertips. So it's all there. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much. And how do we find out about it? What's the website? It is seekreality.com. Oh, Craig, thank you for stopping in for just a few minutes to share with us today. Yeah, thank you. I just love Craig Hogan. And I had to laugh as I'm editing this because I sound like a commercial. Seekreality.com. Just so you know, I am not getting paid for any of the guests that are on this show. No kickbacks for Sandra. However, I do feel that what's a benefit to everybody is if we join arms with other good afterlife people. Not one thing fits everybody. But if you're somebody like me interested in the afterlife, chances are you may listen to other podcasts. I don't mind. Chances are you may have a bunch of books on the afterlife. Chances are you may belong to one or two or more Facebook groups on the afterlife. And I do the same thing. I just want to share. So Roberta Grimes and Craig Hogan, they're really good people. They have been on this planet a long time. They've done a lot of work, a lot of work in investigating the afterlife, and I trust them. Craig also mentioned creating your own reality. And I don't know if you do anything to get yourself up in the morning and in a happy mode, but I have a calendar that has inspirational quotes every day and I have it in my bathroom. So every morning I look at something positive and it's a good way to start. I'm also subscribed to Mike Dooley's daily notes from the universe and you can sign up for them for free at tut.com 
com T-U-T. And I got one just the other day. It says, the secret to performing miracles lies in, one, knowing your desired outcome, two, not knowing how you'll pull it off, and three, proceeding anyways. And it says, when you move, I move, the universe. And there was a book written, God will work with you, but not for you. So for me, this means really creating in our mind what it is we want, trusting that either it or something better is on the horizon for us, but we have to take action in the direction of our dreams. So let's answer the big questions, okay? The hobby that my dad taught me when I was young was how to fly an airplane. Yes, you don't find many 8, 10, 12-year-olds. And then at 16, I soloed an airplane, flew by myself over this earth. Yes, I did. So if your intuition told you flying an airplane, you would be correct. Now, some runners up. He also taught me how to fish. Yes, he did. And he also taught me clay pigeon shooting. And so we would do target practice and clay pigeons are not real. They are just clay discs. Now, what was I holding in my right hand? It was a plastic lobster. The lobster is about one foot long. It only weighs a couple of ounces. It is very light. It is red in color. It's got spiny legs and two claws, and it's got antennas. Again, it's not important to know that it was a lobster, but if you got red, if you got black specks on it, if you got eyeballs or antennas or the claws are like pinchers, they open and close, if you felt that it was light, all of that would have been correct. If you got none of that correct, please don't worry about it. If I were to put a piano in front of you and gave you a few basic instructions, you could not go on to play a beautiful song, now could you? We have to learn how to use our psychic muscle. So I'm going to offer you this gift one more time that I offered you on the last episode. I want to give you a free psychic course because learning about your psychic nature is the first step in mediumship. Instead of working human to human, you direct your psychic nature into the spirit world, and that's called mediumship. So if you go to wedontdie.com, click on the link for weekly at-home courses, and then scroll down on that page to January Psychic Development Class, and then use coupon code SHADES as in Shades of the Afterlife, you will receive a four-session video course. All right. So I thank you for listening from the bottom of my heart. My name is Sandra Champlain, and you've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com.